listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. This is such a beautiful and joyful occasion. Um, as Jesus once said, how I have longed to celebrate this meal with you. Um, we have been through a lot, haven't we? And um, it is a special grace, Father John Paul, uh, calling us to come together for these sacred triduum. It's, um, after everything that's been happening, it's been such an amazing blessing. And um, I was uh, thinking about years ago in this church when there were so fewer of us and we all really knew each other and there's just so many of you new ones uh, I really don't know who you are <laughs> and um, but I want you to know that even though um, we haven't really been getting together you are not loved any less even though maybe I don't know your names <laughs> Jesus does. <laughs> and so he knows where to direct those prayers. Okay. But uh, again, just a, a wonderful, joyful um, opportunity to be together. Um, my name is Father Luke. <laughs> also known as Father Luke, the older one. There is a Father Luke, the younger one. Um, he's in California now. God bless you, Father Luke. We miss you. And um, I think apart from Father Glenn and Father Stan, from the earlier batch, I'm the only friar that's always lived in New York, um, for now. <laughs> and so, brothers and sisters, the resurrection of Jesus is the crowning truth of our faith. It is the fundamental, essential event from which everything flows. It is the confirmation of everything Jesus said and taught and did. The resurrection, dying he destroyed our death, rising he restored our life. It is central, it's, it's key, and um, we are called to be witnesses of his resurrection. And if you would allow me, I would like to share with you how the Lord has led me to understand what this means, to be a witness to his resurrection. Because the resurrection of Jesus is the very center of the whole thing, um, Mother Church really could have put any of the Bible readings in this liturgy. You know, we have a select few, even though there were quite a lot of readings, it's our biggest liturgy of the year. Really, any, any passage from the Bible could have been included in this liturgy. You know, the, the whole thing just comes together, the death and resurrection of our Lord. And um, so I would like to, even though we've had a, a copious amounts of scriptures, I'm gonna add a different one, okay? <laughs> um, it's my favorite Old Testament prophecy that um, Jesus fulfilled in his resurrection. And uh, so it talks about uh, tears and it talks about the shroud. 
And uh, that, that will be kind of our theme this evening. So it's from Isaiah 25. On this mountain, in the Hebrew it's mountain or hill, on this mountain, Jerusalem, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. And the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. The word of the Lord. <laughs> How is that not one of the readings? <laughs> it is tonight. Mount Zion, Jerusalem, the Lord will destroy the shroud, the death shroud that wraps the corpse, that shroud of Jesus which preserves the memory of what we did to him, records his suffering, the shroud, the veil that is spread over everyone, death. Um, so let us cut to the chase. Certainly the resurrection of the Lord means many things. But the one thing that it really means is death has been defeated. Death. Death that entered our world through sin. The consequences of sin is death. Through the jealousy of the devil, death entered our world. The Lord, in saving us, has destroyed death. And I think this is the meaning of this prophecy that he will wipe away tears from all faces. You know, in Scripture, tears are very often related to mourning. Related to an expression of mourning when somebody has died. Certainly it's an expression of repentance for sin, but the consequences of sin is death. So tears, tears are connected to death. And this prophecy from Isaiah 25 will be echoed again twice in the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 17 and Re Revelation chapter 21. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with men. He will dwell with them, 
and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. This is what we're longing for. This is what we are desperate for. This is what is waiting for us on the other side because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. All right, that was the setup. So um, I wanna share with you my first experience of death. Um, many of the older friars will know um, when I was younger, in our first year of temporary vows, uh, my mom, who had been very, very sick, and um, she kind of carried the cross of cancer. And uh, in an ironic twist of fate, her mother, my grandma, and her mother, my great-grandma, all three of them were going to chemo together. <laughs> they all had cancer at the same time, and they died in the reverse order, okay. And I'll never forget um, the kindness of Father Michael sending me home on Mother's Day to surprise my family. And then um, when it became very evident that my mom's time was coming, uh, the friars allowed me to go home to be with my family. And um, I'll tell you that those are such incredibly precious memories. If you've ever... Um, if you've ever been, been able to accompany somebody as they're preparing to meet the Lord. It's a very holy experience. And I'll never forget um, the day before my mom passed away, she had the opportunity to speak to each one of us. So I have a brother and a sister, there's three of us. And I'll never forget, she told me that she had offered her sufferings for my vocation. And as she gave me the last hug, I remember her tears rolling down my neck. Tears of mourning, even though she was still with us, the mourning had begun. And when she breathed her last, The ones who held her little body when she was born and witnessed her first cries were the same ones who held her then, my grandparents and my dad. And my mom was most worried about my sister because she was the youngest one. She was just a young teenager. and She told me that originally she had been praying to God, please let me live just to see Megan graduate from high school. And then a few days before she died, and she had told me I'm no longer praying for that. And it was kind of like a sign, I believe that she'd entered the unitive way. She said, now I'm praying, Lord, lead me to make the perfect sacrifice. And then um, she passed. On the same day, St. Francis passed. 
And I'll never forget, um, right before the funeral mass, the family gets to come to the body and to say your final goodbye before they close the casket. And as I was standing there with my family, just feeling, you know, completely numb, um, and I was thinking, you know, when the priest is ordained to the priesthood, there's that special cloth that he gets to wash the sacred chrism off of his hands. Father John Paul gave the manaturgium to the brothers the other night, and he called them to orders. And then the tradition is that sacred cloth is placed in the casket with your mom so that when she meets Jesus on the other side, She can say, I, you know, I gave my son for, for, to be a priest. And I was standing there kind of realizing that wasn't going to happen. So my ordination was a few years away still. And I'll never forget it. I looked over and right before they closed the casket, my little sister had this handkerchief she had been crying into it in the casket. So my mom was buried with that handkerchief that held my sister's tears. Tears of mourning because of the death of a loved one. And into this moment, the Lord says, I will wipe away the tears from all faces. I just talked to my sister the other night just to get her permission to share this story. And we had such a lovely conversation about Psalm 56. That's the responsorial psalm that follows this reading, okay? (laughs) 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 Got to get through this, okay. Psalm 56, verse 8. You have kept count of my struggles. You put my tears in your bottle. Are they not recorded in your book? The Lord is collecting our tears in his bottle. The Lord who says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Those tears are collected. They're counted. He loves us so. God's solicitude is so tender that he collects and counts every tear and treasures them because the pains they represent are precious. Thus they are not wasted. How beautiful. The Lord himself wept. He wept over his city for their rejection of salvation. He wept at the grave of his friend, Lazarus.
Okay, so here's where it connects to being a witness to the resurrection. Fast forward the tape. I'm a priest. And a wonderful moment had arrived. For years, I had secretly secretly been praying to the Lord for the grace to make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. But I never told anyone about it because I didn't want to pull strings and make it happen. We do as friars. (laughs) I I do. I do. I do as friar. Okay. And uh, Father Benedict had taken a a bunch of friars on uh, pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and I I didn't make the list. So... Um, So... Um, through a series of circumstances, I was asked to lead a pilgrimage to the Holy Land and uh, to be a chaplain. And um, boy, it just had a, a tremendous experience, a, a really amazing thing. And this, this pilgrimage company, 206, they, uh, they do such a wonderful job. You get over there and you kind of start in Nazareth, where the Word was made flesh. And then you follow in the footsteps of Jesus, you know, 12-day pilgrimage, and you see all the places, and you get to the place, and you get out your Bible, and you read what happened there. And, and yeah, it's, it was just tremendous. And the whole pilgrimage comes to a conclusion in the tomb of Jesus. And I'd never been there before. It's my first time. And early in the morning, We did the way of the cross through the streets of Jerusalem. And then we go right into the church of the Holy Sepulchre. In that church is Calvary and the tomb. They're very close to each other. And I'll never forget just feeling so nervous. I was chosen to be the main celebrant. 500 pilgrims. And the Mass was the Solemn High Mass celebrated on the spot where they put Jesus' body in the tomb. They put a little altar cloth there, and that's where the Mass is set. Just uh, overwhelming. I was so nervous. And we finished the Way of the Cross. We come in to the um, Holy Sepulchre, and immediately the little Italian Franciscan grabs a hold of me and is barking orders at me in Italian. And uh, I get into the sacristy and they're throwing vestments on me and giving me instructions in Italian, <laughs> which I read, but I don't speak. Okay. And uh, the music starts. And I was told that it, there's a time thing because of the different Christian denominations that share the space. And so, you know, I'm just kind of like, where am I going? You know, and they're leading me. And uh, so I go into the tomb and where Jesus' body, the shelf, you know, and, and you kiss and you come back out. And as you're proclaiming the gospel, um, as is in other places in the Holy Land, the, the words are modified a little bit. In the, it says that they laid his body in this tomb. The word this is added. And as you're proclaiming that gospel, the entrance is right here. It's like, this one, this too. And it was just, it was overwhelming. It was just so overwhelming. And um, this is the place 
this is the place where it happened. And although I'd never been there before, I felt like I'd been there before. And I started to realize that every Mass, every Mass, we're in contact with that place. And I'm in there, got a little bit of a microphone. Everybody has an earpiece out in the main church. They can't see you because it's like a little cave you're in there. And I'll never forget when the priest drops a single drop of water, like a tear, into the wine. The mystery of that sharing in our humanity so that we may share in his divinity. It's like a teardrop. And as I was saying the Mass, much to my embarrassment, the Lord gave me the gift of tears. <laughs> I'm just crying like a baby. <laughs> and like, I can't get the words out. This is my body. This is my blood. Given for you. And I was weeping for all of my sins. And then I was weeping for all the sins I didn't commit because God's grace strengthened. <laughs> and then I was weeping for all of the sins of humanity. Destroyed all the deaths. Destroyed in this place. The uh, corporal was soaked with my tears and I thought of these words the Lord will wipe away all tears from all faces and that's when I started to understand what it meant to be a witness to his resurrection sometimes I think the greatest graces flow from the most painful things. The earthen vessel has to be broken so that the perfumed ointment can prepare the body for burial. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And in praying over this, I had a prayer image which I'd like to conclude with to share with you. I was really taken by this prophecy that the Lord would destroy death and wipe away the tears from all faces. And I thought of that shroud, that shroud that preserves the memory of his sufferings. And I had an image of dying. This leaving this valley of tears, coming before the Lord, that bottle that had all the tears. And the Lord used his shroud. He will use his shroud to wipe away our tears.
so that that shroud also preserves the memory, the suffering of his body, the church. And that is our reason for hope. That is our reason for joy. Those who are forgiven much, love much. That Jesus has the victory, that he has destroyed death, he has forgiven sin. He has wiped away the tears from every eye. And that is what we celebrate this night, this holy night, that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, the Lord has the victory, glorious in his triumph. Amen. listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans